Ramadan Reflections, Day 6 Adam and Hawa, both addressed by Allah in the garden. A'udhu Billahi Minash Rajeem Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Ramadan Reflections. Today is the sixth day of the blessed month of Ramadan for this year of 2023, 1444 in the Islamic calendar. Uh, we get to a point now where we have already reviewed the pre-Islamic status of women. We looked at how Allah spoke about the creation of the woman. We've looked upon some of the areas um, of equality that God has given to women and men in the Quran. We also touched upon in our previous session about uh, Adam and Eve, Adam and Hawa, peace be upon both of them, and their uh, example from within the Quran. Now, today we want to move on to the topic of Adam and Eve both being tempted in the garden. Uh, how does Islam see this event you know, uh, with respect to previous religions, especially obviously the, 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 the biblical narrative? Well, you know, if you look at it, the event of Adam and Hawa, peace be upon both of them, in the garden is a unique event which is told in two completely different ways. The Old Testament of the Bible has one narrative, while the Quran has the true narrative. Before we go into the Quranic narrative and try to glean some points about the status of the woman from the Quranic perspective, we, you know, we have to look at the Bible. And the Bible clearly shows us that the woman tempted the man. That is, that Eve tempted and seduced Adam. And so technically, from a biblical Christian, Judeo-Christian perspective, she's to blame for the downfall of humanity from their paradise, that lofty status, to come down to this very troublesome earth. Now, in this regard, uh, because if you want proof, well, we have to look at the proof. And in this regard, we have the book of Genesis 3, which the Bible says the following. Now that the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he, the serpent, said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was a pleasant, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Now, let's move on to the Quran from here, brothers and sisters, you know, and recognize that the Quran exonerates the woman and paints a radically different picture than what we see in the Bible, this very distorted text of what happened in the garden. So if we turn our attention to chapter number 7, Surah Al-A'raf, verses number 19 through to 22, uh, the Quran details this event in the following way. Now keep in mind there are other ayat of the Quran as well. We've just chosen this passage for today's reflection. 
So in chapter 7, verses 19 to 22, Allah says the following. To Adam he said, O Adam, dwell you and your spouse in the garden, and eat of the fruits thereof where you desire. But do not approach this tree, or you will both be among the wrongdoers. Then Satan made an evil suggestion to both of them, that he might reveal to them their private parts that had remained hidden from them, and awaken their carnal impulses. And he, Satan, said, Your Lord has forbidden you this tree only, lest you should become sovereigns, or lest you should become immortals. And he, Satan, swore to them, Truly I am for you a sincere advisor. Thus he led them on by delusion, and when they tasted the tree, their private parts, and all the apparently shameful evil impulses in their creation were revealed to them and both began to cover themselves with leaves from the garden. And their Lord called out to them, Did I not prohibit you from that tree? And did I not say to you that Satan is a manifest enemy to you? Now, if we study these verses carefully, especially by referring to the Arabic, we see a different picture than what is portrayed in the Bible. The Quran shows us that Allah spoke to both Adam and his spouse and moved them from wherever they were and permitted them to reside in the garden, both of them together. Allah then addressed both the man and the woman equally and told the both of them that they could eat from everything in the garden except from one particular food. Now, whether that was an apple or whatever it was, that's irrelevant to our discussion. Uh, we're trying to learn a lesson here. And the fruit doesn't matter. Uh, however, when it comes to the role of the Satan, we have to reiterate that the Quran makes it clear that he began to tempt both Adam and Eve, not what the Bible says. So the tricks which Satan employed were aimed at both individuals. Again, not how the Bible portrays it, that Eve fell victim to Satan and then she uh, convinced her husband to follow her and her ways. The Quran says both were tempted equally. Woman and man, woman was not guilty of the crime. Now, a question may come up, how is it possible that Adam and Hawa, peace be upon both of them, could have been tricked by Satan? Was he not the first prophet of Allah? Was he not to be Allah's emissary? Well, you know, this is obviously a very different discussion than we can get into in this series. Uh, we have to leave that for another time and another discussion about the uh, immaculateness of the prophets of God. However, following the narrative of the Qur'an, both Adam and Hawa, peace be upon both of them, ate from, which, what, from what they should not have eaten. But it's not regarded as a sin, but rather turning away from divine guidance from Allah. Ultimately, the point which really we wish to get to in this day of Ramadan, in this Ramadan reflections, is uh, that this portion of the verse in which Allah addresses both individuals, Adam and Eve, and the act which he had asked them not to perform both of them equally. And so as we begin to conclude and round up our discussion, you know, we, what we want to mention is that Islam does not look at what took place in the garden as something which is the fault of Hawa or Eve, as the Bible teaches. Both man and woman were equally responsible for their actions. And thus Allah wanted us to know that this is the reality, not only for Adam and Hawa, but also 
us in our lives today. We can't place the blame on our wives when something wrong, bad happens. And that, you know, we have the saying in English, it takes two to tango. So really in our relationship with Allah and our actions, we need to recognize that we are all responsible for our own deeds. We can't blame the, we can't pin the blame on anyone, neither Satan, nor the society and the culture we live in, or most importantly, our spouse. We can't blame our wife. The wife can't blame the husband. Both are equally responsible. So to conclude, we look at what happened after they both recognized what they had done and how they both turned back to Allah and Tawbah and repentance and how they both seek repentance from Allah. We look at that tomorrow. How did they react to this event when they were caught, we can say, red-handed. Well, join us tomorrow on the seventh day of Ramadan as we delve into the grief and remorse and the beautiful supplication with Adam and which Adam and Hawa both made equally and how Allah spoke to both of them and responded to their prayers and their grief and their remorse for what happened on that event. And we see how they came out of that state as changed individuals and began to lead a life on earth, which we would continue until this day and until the end of time. Until then, we leave you with the words of prayers and peace. Wassalamu alaikum jamian wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.